Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. Everything Medicare Podcast Nation. This is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. Folks, 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 folks. Thank you for being here with me today. I can't thank you enough. This is episode 226 and we're going to do something a little different here today. We've been doing this show for about two and a half years now. We're in November of 2020 as I talked to you about this. And um, it's so interesting that when you do a show like this, you're going to make a lot of statements, a lot of predictions, a lot of a lot of things, right? And um, I thought it would be fun, just as a little bit of a break from our normal content, um, to go back through our archives and look at the different episodes and kind of explore some different um, things that I've said <laughs> on the platform over the years and kind of get a good idea on maybe what I was right about, maybe what I might have been wrong about. Um, so let's just get right into it here. We're going to go all, all the way back, right? We're going to go all the way back on this one right here. And we are going to explore previous episodes. So if you're watching this episode on YouTube, you're going to actually be able to see um, the different episodes we're going through. So I'm going to try to only pick episodes just for the sake of time that um, I believe that anything was said outlandish. Now, of course, you know, the first episode we ever did was called episode one. What is Medicare? The ever popular. What is Medicare episode? Um had a lot of volume um, ever since then. It came out April 16th, 2018. Um, that's basically just about Medicare A and B, pretty basic. The second episode was called Medigaps and Medicare Supplements on April 23rd of 2018. I'm going to look for something I said that might have been a little outlandish. Um, I think at the beginning episodes, we were pretty politically correct. Um, now, this is going to be a little painful for me because, you know, well over two years ago. Okay, so here's one. Here's an episode I did called Episode 11, How to Know if Your Agent is a Zero or a Hero. This was on June 25th, 2018. I'm a little, I don't even remember how this episode went, so let's let's just kind of get right into it and find out. I'll just listen to a little bit of it, right? I'm not going to listen to the whole thing. Let's see. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is... Sponsor. Let me skip it. It's Christian Brindle, and I wanted to take a minute many more huge platforms you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started ah the old intro that we used to have the old intro
five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everything Medicare Podcast. There's a lot of agents out there that have good intentions that are just inept, that don't know what they're doing, they don't know what they're talking about. And you got to be careful for those ones. You have to make sure that you're working with someone who's qualified, someone who is um, um, understanding of your needs and your preferences. Because let's face it, everybody's different. Everybody has different needs, preferences, everything. And not everybody needs the same thing. There is no cookie cutter insurance program out there, especially for people in Medicare. Still stand by that. That's going to work for everybody. You have to have somebody that's first capable and second willing to pick something out specifically based on you throwing all of their biases and all of their beliefs out the window as far as looking at the facts. It's really, really important. And a lot of people end up on the wrong side of this puppy, the wrong side of this coin and the wrong side of this equation. Stick with me into segment two, where I'm going to talk about only Medicare. We know a thing or two about taking care of people. We've worked with thousands upon thousands of people over the years as a company, and we know how to keep people satisfied. Last year, so far, I don't think I've said anything too out there. Um, I mean, this episode is basically primarily about, you know, how to know if you're working with a good agent or not. And I don't disagree with anything I've said so far. I just was looking for some crazy controversial thing that I might have said. So let's just keep going. We did a survey and Christian Bruno Insurance Service, they're getting close to retirement and they want your insurance agent to croak. You don't want your insurance agent to pass away. You don't want. Yeah. So, so far, I think I got that right. I don't want to listen to the entire episode just for the sake of time, because I want to kind of move kind of quickly here and get through quite a few episodes for you guys for everybody that's listening and um let's go back a little bit farther i don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of things on here where i was wrong i don't know i don't think so i mean i think for the most part i think most things i say i have said i've said most of the things i've said at some point in time i probably still believe today at least to a certain extent i mean so All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Is there any? Okay, so TRICARE VA and federal plans. That's pretty straightforward. Penalties. Um, Let's keep going here. There's one in particular that I had in mind that I got got a lot of pushback on when we first aired it. Um, But I'm going to look for it here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. When can I change my plan? What does Medicare pay for? What do I need to know for AEP? Um, which is the annual election period. ANOC and last minute advice. I mean, there's a lot of episodes on here. Can't believe we've done so many. What to do during AEP if you have a Medigap? What to avoid during in the enrollment period? That might be a good one. What to avoid? Let's see. Um, I'm going to keep going though. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep going. 
Okay. How about... How about this one? Three surefire ways to spot a good agent from a bad one. What's up? Today, on President's Day, it's the 18th of February, 2019, and I want to talk to you about something that's been the case ever since Medicare started back in 1966. So all the way from 1966 all the way till today, 2019, this is a fact that has been true and tried, never has changed, and I don't think it ever will change. And that fact is there are good agents and bad agents out there in the insurance industry and all different types of insurance. And I'm going to shock you with what I'm about to say next. I'm going to make the statement that says, in my opinion, this has just been from what I've observed. Here comes the bombshell. I can just hear this coming. I don't even remember what I said. This episode was episode 35. It was aired on February 18th, 2019. But let's just keep listening. Statistics I've read, 90 plus percent of agents are bad agents. In my opinion. What is the characteristic of a bad? Okay, so there you go. That was a pretty controversial statement for you. Um, so in that one, episode 35, 2019, I said 90% of agents are bad agents. Now, I go on to say that a bad agent doesn't necessarily mean that they are a bad person or they have bad intent. I do remember making this episode. Um, here's the thing. Let's talk about the statistics that we know about. The, 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 statistic, the, the statistics, I can't talk, that we know about today are, um, are this. 92%, anywhere between 90 to 95% of insurance agents, depending on your source, are out of the insurance business in the first three years of doing it. So you could be a fantastic person and be a bad agent. What I mean by a bad agent doesn't always mean that you're like lurking in the shadows and trying to get people. It could just mean that like you don't really know what you're doing, right? I mean, I'll give you an example. If you put me on a hockey rink, you put me up in ice skates, and you had me play against professional hockey players, I'm a bad hockey player. Point blank. I'm a bad hockey player. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Same thing. It's just you might not be good at it. Um, and so that's something to think about. You know, that's something that is interesting. Um, I think this episode got a lot of blowback because it made it sound like 90%, I was saying 90% of insurance agents are bad people or they're, they know what they're doing and they're purposely trying to screw people over. I have softened a lot on agents because since I made this episode in 2019, February of 2019, I'll have you, I have, um, made a lot of fantastic friends and relationships. A lot of people that have been on this show that are unbelievable insurance agents, unbelievable insurance professionals. So while I stand by this, there's original statement that maybe 90% of insurance agents are not as knowledgeable as you might want them to be or something like that. Because if 92% are out of the business in three years, that means there's a lot of new agents flooding in all the time. But I think most people, 99 out of 100 agents have good intentions for people and they just really want to help. And um, so I think, I think I've softened a little bit on this. I mean, I could say that I was right and wrong on this particular statement. Um, Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's do one more and then we'll take a break and then we'll do a couple other episodes. Um, all righty. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? So we want to go to the older episodes because 
I don't, I think that's where, you know, the show was new and it was exciting. And there was a lot of things that we were talking about on here. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here, here's one that was even before that. Um, October 28th, 2018. So right in the heart of the open enrollment period. Why you should avoid agents and booths like a, the plague. <laughs> That's very harsh of me to say. Let's just play a little bit of this one. That is very harsh of me to say, I will admit. What's up? Everything need to make a podcast in yeah, the ad dead set in the middle of the Medicare annual election period, AEP for short, for the different parts of the country, mainly um, in Utah, because that's where we're located at. This time of the year, folks, is very, very difficult for us. It's very busy. Um, we have a full plate up until recently. So I remember this episode particularly, actually. Um... I recorded it on a Sunday and we were doing episodes sporadically that first open enrollment period because we weren't sure how to run our business the way we normally do. And at the same time, keep pumping out our schedule. We figured it out now. Um, but back then it was like, we probably did a handful of episodes and that's it during the entire open enrollment period. And, um, I think, I think I had an experience where there was an agent in a booth that basically lied to one of my clients, or maybe they just didn't know what they're talking about, but they told the client that, you know, they were losing all these benefits on their particular plan that I had them with and they weren't. And it was just a falsehood. And the the client didn't know who to listen to either me or the agent. And I found out later on upon doing some research, um, that the agent was in like brand new. He just got his license two or three months before that and experience. And I had to show the client in writing that I was right and they were wrong. And, um, so I was, I was in this mode that, Agents and booths are incompetent. They're brand new for the most part. And most of you have heard me talk about this before. But, um, And I was just like on the war path a little bit. I stand by what I said, but maybe I was a little harsh. But I'll, I'll play a little bit more of this episode. Recently, we were doing the podcast every Monday. Now we're going to be doing it every Sunday. But we have missed a couple of weeks during the enrollment period, just due to the high volume of work for December 7th to make a change at grocery stores, you know, depending on the part of the country that you live, you see them at Walgreens stores, you'll see them at Kroger stores, you'll see them all over the place. There's a reason why I tell you to avoid these people, because primarily, nine times out of 10, you will see these people representing one insurance company. So there's two things that take place here. I know all about this because I've done this. I've worked with people that do this. Primarily, nine out of 10 people that do this are brand spanking new to the business. The way that the facts, that's true. I didn't say anything wrong there. This works is uh, the broker has to make an agreement with Medicare, the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, because it's classified as an event in the Medicare world. They have to make an agreement with Medicare on a schedule that they're going to be there. And it has to be at least a certain amount of hours each week, typically about 20, 30, sometimes even 40 hours a week. There's, and the only brokers that I have ever seen do this are brand new, meaning that they don't have any cut clients. They don't have anybody that they're working with. More importantly, they have no experience. Just think about it. If a broker has their busiest season during the enrollment period and they have time to sit at a booth all day 
every day, week after week. How do they have time to do that if they're an experienced broker? I can tell you, I work with hundreds and hundreds of people. I would never have time to do one of those nowadays. I did one when I was new, my first year to prove my point. But someone like that does not have time to sit at the bo a booth and wait for someone to approach them if they have any type of experience whatsoever because they have customers of their own, clients of their own that they need to be taking care of with, meeting with, servicing, reviewing their products and their, and their plans. These brokers are brand new. They have nothing better to do. And that's the be easiest way for them to get in front of people. So I don't disagree with anything I said there, but I do think I was a little harsh on some of these early episodes. Um, but I stand by what I said. I am older, wiser, whatever you want to say. This is oh, this is a right around two years ago. Maybe this is 23 months ago that this episode came out. So next month, it'll be a full 24 months, two years. Um, I don't disagree with what I said. I stand by it, but it's painful for me to hear it a little bit today because I was very harsh. I was coming from a very cutthroat perspective to where... Um, I was competing against another agent. I was right. They were wrong. And they were trying to, um, they were trying to basically screw my client over. And, um, so there's a lot of venom in some of these early episodes, but it doesn't mean that, um, what I said was necessarily wrong. Anyway, folks, um, I take a quick break here from this week's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. We'll, we'll play a couple other old clips for you and I'll give you my reaction to them today. Um, as an older and wiser individual and human being, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brundle, your host of the Everything Medicare Podcast. I wanted to take a minute and talk with you about my company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services. This upcoming open enrollment period, we are equipped and ready to service all of your needs for your Medicare health plan, whether you have a Medicare supplement, whether you have a Medicare Part D drug plan, whether you need a cancer insurance plan, whether you need help with your Medicare Advantage plan, whatever the case might be, we are here and ready to assist. We work with people in 12 states those states are as follows, Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, South Carolina, Alabama, and Florida. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Make sure to ask for Christian, or if you're more comfortable shooting me an email, you're welcome to do so. My personal email address is christianb at xmission.com, christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B like boy, at X, like x-ray, mission like you're going on a mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com, Christian B at xmission.com. We are licensed and appointed with a majority of the largest insurance companies in the entire Medicare industry today. Our job is to sort through the options, help you find the best choices for you this open enrollment period based on your specific needs and preferences. Worst thing that can happen is what you have already is the best thing you can do, and you can sleep better at night knowing that. Thanks so much for watching this episode. Have a great day. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that break. Um, a thought I had during the break that I wanted to share with you is like, this podcast originally um, was started when I was at, not at the beginning of my career, not even really close, but maybe like I was, I was not new, but I wasn't even close to as established as I am today. And so I was very, I was very hungry. You know, I was trying to make a name for myself. 
And so sometimes, you know, when I was making points on things, and I still do this a little bit today, I mean, I don't think I ever said anything that I did not truly believe on this show. But um, one thing that I thought, you know, would be interesting is, you know, I wanted to, if I if I believe something, I've, I've always had the, you know, perspective that I'm better off hammering my point home instead of just, you know, being like, oh, this is what I think. But, you know, if you don't think that, that's okay, too. I, I've never had that approach, um, especially with Medicare, because I know so much about it, and I always have. Um, but it's 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 interesting um, to kind of go back and listen to some of these, because it's a much younger, not that I'm old now, I'm only 28 today, but much younger um, and more hungry Christian. Um, now, this is an interesting episode. So this is um, a little over a year ago. This is an episode we did May 13th, 2019. Um, I had this idea and I I very well put it out there that I was just a hunch, but um, Plan F was grandfathered away for new um, people coming in, into Medicare, along with Plan C in the Medicare supplement world. And um, I, there's a Medicare supplement that's been around a while called Plan D that basically does not pay the Medicare Part B deductible, which this year is $198 in 2020, but it also didn't cover Medicare Part B excess charges. It was identical to a Plan G in every way, except for it doesn't cover Medicare Part B excess charges. I thought we would see more new blocks of Plan D pop up and it become more of a prominent plan. Um, and I was pretty strong about that. And I, I, I mean, I, th- I suppose it still could happen, but I think I was wrong about that. <laughs> I think I was wrong about that. Let's just quickly um, play a few moments of this episode. What's last couple of weeks, you know, mother, my wife Stormy is going to give birth any day now. And we had a um, inducement. My, my wife was just about to give birth. I remember this too. Appointment, folks. I've seen a lot of things. I've worked with a lot of people. I've probably sat down with well over a thousand people. Um, I'm only 26 years old. Yep, 26. <laughs> it's, it's 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 such a trip. It's like a Twilight Zone episode for me to go back and listen to some of these. But I'll, I'll give you my reaction. I just want to get to a point where I'm. So, folks, a couple of weeks ago, actually, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. I can't remember the exact time period. I came out with a podcast where I talked about the changes happening to the Medigap known as Plan G that's been vastly popular since about 2014-15 time period, and everyone's really jumped on that bandwagon. Um, The changes more or less were going to be they were going to start accepting people in the form of guaranteed issues starting 2020. Now, there's a lot of things that... So, correction on that. So... Plan G started accepting people in the form of guaranteed issue, which basically means if you're losing an employer plan um, and you're already on Medicare, let's say, let's say you have Medicare Part A and B and you're losing an employer plan, certain Medicare supplement plans will take you without any health questions in that situation. Now, Plan G started doing that in 2020, but only for individuals that were newly eligible to Medicare starting January 1st going forward. It wasn't totally for everybody. And so that was something I got wrong on a couple episodes, I think. I said it two or three times are taking effect in 2020 um and that was just one of them due to the to the macra bill passed in 2015 which affected a lot of things in the medicare industry the donut hold certain and it will take some time before it starts to erode the rates but it, 
I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as a lot of things to do with their rates eroding and becoming inflated. But it took a long time, and I'm expecting the same thing. I'm jumping around here. This year, it's $185 per year, something like that. And that's a very real thing, a very real situation. 300, 400, 500, 600. The same deductible, but it has those two copays that people. So we have a great track record and a great history and a great, a great history with our customers and our clients. Remember, Medicare supplements are all plans that are designed to pay different amounts of what, and you probably won't hear much about it from anyone other than me. But I have a very strong and solid argument to it, and I could be wrong, but if it does gain traction, more companies will begin to pick it up. I guarantee it with Plan F being grandfathered in 2020. We've done a whole episode about that. So some companies picked it up. I wasn't wrong about that, but it wasn't to the extent that I originally thought it would happen, and it hasn't been as much of a focus point. Um, In a lot of markets, Plan D which like I said, is exactly the same as plan G has, you know, plan G doesn't cover the Medicare part B deductible in 2020. It's $198 um, one time a year. Plan D and G both don't cover that deductible except for plan G pays for what's known as Medicare part B excess charges, which is basically if the doctor wants to charge anything extra in addition to, um, to, to the chart, the normal charges anyway. And Plan D does not, although you don't typically see Part Part B excess charges hardly ever. In some states, it's not even legal. Um, but here's the thing. Plan D in a lot of markets that is being offered currently has a higher premium than a Plan G would be. So it just doesn't make any sense typically to get it. And so I think I was completely off on this. And Plan G not being quite as attractive for maybe newcomers going into 2020 who are just getting on Medicare. So what is a Medigap Plan D? Okay, so Medigap Plan D is very... so. There you go. There's the first one where I can actually say that I think for the most part, I was I was off. I was off. Everything else, I do agree with what I said, just I was a little harsh. Um, which, But sometimes you have to be harsh. Because the purpose of this show is to protect you, my audience, the seniors, and to make sure you're making the best decisions you can possibly make. And I, I, do, I, I stand by everything I said in terms of that. Um, now, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's do one more and then we'll close this episode out. I thought this would be kind of a fun little change here, you know, kind of have me react to some of our old episodes. And um, now some, most episodes, nine out of 10 are not opinionated episodes. They're mainly just um, episodes where, you know, they're just, they're just episodes for the most part where, um, you know, we're saying something that's actual fact. Like this is what this does. This is what that does. It's just kind of a, there's no argument to be had about them or anything that I could potentially be wrong about. Um, let's see. I want to pick one more really good one. Just one more. Oh, I, I know one. I know one that got a lot of people, ruffled a lot of feathers. <laughs> and we did it. Not that long ago, actually, just after open enrollment period last year in December. So let me find that episode. Um, bear with me, folks. Bear with me. It was in December of last year. I know that much.
we've done a, there we go. So I did an episode on episode 134, December 11th of 2019 called uh, the high, it was about the high deductible plan G. And a lot of people like to sell it in the Medicare world in terms of agents. And then I guess there's some people that had some backlash on it. So let's just play it and kind of react to it. Skip the ads. Wherever you are and however you might be listening, thank you so much for listening. Every single week, I bring you three podcast episodes where we discuss your Medicare, Oregon, Idaho, South Carolina, quite the following. Um, it's probably the most popular Medicare-centric podcast on the internet today. Years. They have done, primarily speaking, um, a lot of high deductible plans over the years Medicare has. They've had versions of very popular plans that were known as high deductible Medigap Medicare supplement plans. For example, we've had a high deductible plan F for years now, amongst other things. Now, starting in January 1st of 2020, in some markets, in some states, some insurance companies, only a couple insurance companies I've seen in my home market is going to have it, but they will have a high deductible plan G going into next year. And basically all this means is it's the same exact plan as a regular plan G with the exception that it has a high deductible attached to it. Hence the term high deductible plan G and that high deductible in 2020 will be $2,340. So basically the plan will not pay for anything until that deductible is met. Then after that, it acts as a regular plan G which means you still have to meet the $198 Medicare Part B deductible afterwards. Now, a high deductible plan F works similarly, except you don't have to pay the the, the, the Medicare Part B deductible, but you still have to pay the high deductible of $2,340. Again, $2,340. So why would someone want a plan like this? It's a Medicare supplement plan with a deductible. Why would somebody want a plan like this? Well, high deductible plan Fs have never been a very popular thing. They've been around forever. And high deductible Medicare supplement plans have never been big sellers ever. I don't expect this high deductible plan G to be either. Um, Why would someone want a plan like this? We're going to have to wait till segment two. So what I said there was right. And anybody has a problem with it, uh, too bad. I'm sorry. They just have never been that popular plans, and it's ridiculous. I think I said on here, I'm going to kind of spoil it. I think one of the things I said that was real controversial on here that was that the, the deductible, the high deductible plan G has worse medical coverage than a, a, your, your, your typical Medicare Advantage plan, and I stand by that statement because a Medicare Advantage plan lowers your costs down to um, just co-pays, not saying that it's the best coverage in the world, but... Um, the whole point of a Medicare supplement plan is that you're supposed to have, you know, top shelf coverage, whereas with a high deductible. Now, now one thing that people um, got mad at me for not mentioning, which I guess, okay, if you're going to get me on anything on this episode, it would be this. Medicare still pays the 80% of the bills. The deductible only applies to the remaining 20% of what's left behind. But I, I would still take um, a Medicare Advantage plan because it's going to be zero premium or 20, 30 bucks a month. And a high deductible plan G is going to be 40, 50, 60 bucks a month in some markets. And so I stand by that statement. I don't think I was wrong at all. Anyway, folks, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it'd just be a little fun thing. Um, just maybe a little treat for our longtime listeners that have been listening to us since day one. And then if you haven't, there's a little bit of a history of the show. Um, and maybe it might inspire you to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. Um, it's fun for me. 
little awkward for me, but fun for me to kind of get back and, you know, listen to some of those early episodes and kind of react to them and kind of see where I was right, where I was wrong. I mean, I, I, I typically, I don't think my philosophy and my viewpoints on things have changed much over the years. I just think, um, I might have a better way of articulating them at this point in my life. Anyway, folks, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with you with another episode next Monday. Um, be sure to take care. Have a great open enrollment period. And I can't wait to be back with you next week. Have a good one.